podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle Uprice, Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca, and uh, anyone who is listening from home. We've been getting some great feedback, Becca. I um, forwarded some to you the other day. It's really lovely to hear back from people when certain talk topics really, um, you know, resonate with them. And I think it's great. So thank you for the feedback. And we've had some people also reaching out uh, who would like to be on our show. And so I've reached out to those guys and we're just teeing up times for that to happen. So if you do want to be on the show, if you've got something interesting to talk about uh, or if you've got suggestions for us, livingenlightened33 at gmail.com is how you can get in touch. And today our mission is to get you to learn something and maybe give you some guidance with a card draw, which I have just drawn two cards and um, maybe some just little tips and tricks to tips and Tips and tricks. We'll trip you over. You. We'll trip, we'll trip you, you over. over. Yes. We'll just, just trip over. Everyone, no, don't. <laughs> Please don't do that today. <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe we'll just trip over our intuition. Um, so tips and tricks on, you know, what things that can help you with your with your own journey. Fingers crossed. Um, that's the idea. So the theme for today, Beck, is uh, star seats. And I've sort of targeted this at, I guess, the kids because a lot of the kids that are coming through are a little bit uh, special um, and amazing and different. So, and we were all kids once, so we can kind of relate to that. But I guess, you know, star seeds, there are obviously adult versions because we do grow up and I definitely feel like I'm one. So, um, you know, it is really all encompassing, but I guess we're looking sometimes at that perspective as, um, you know, the children are sort of coming through and if they are a little bit different, maybe they might fit into that. And the good thing is, I mean, you know, I'm not totally into labeling, but sometimes it's good to kind of go, all right, well, if you're a star seed, these are the qualities. And then sometimes for parents, it's a bit of a relief and they kind of go, oh, okay, that's why my child is the way they are. And then you can actually learn how to communicate differently. And maybe um, the diet nutrition might change or whatever, you know, to help with the gut because a lot of the time there's some um, stuff around that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but Beck, what's been uh, what's been going on for yourself? I've had um, uh, really quite a busy couple of weeks, and I have actually been been playing with my intuition a little bit and and the universe, which sounds scary, doesn't it? Doesn't it does sound, sound a little bit uh, overwhelming. Yes. <laughs> but it's not it's not so what I've been doing this week is just sort of putting out my feelers to the universe and asking for certain signs but the other day I asked the universe for five different signs of you know well actually and you've got to be careful how you ask for things oh yes what you wish for yeah so I asked the universe I want to see five things and one of them was a rainbow. One of them was like a, a certain state reference. Um, and there was there was some other things that three other things that I had asked for. Mm-hmm. But um, so I had asked that in the morning that afternoon uh, that later on that day. Um, actually, it was just a few hours later. We're on our way down the shops to go do groceries because that's always fun. Um, and one of the things I'd asked for was a rainbow. So I'd asked for five things, but I asked for rainbow, a state, a Western Australia state reference and these other things. So we're driving along and I'm like, I'm in the car and Matt was driving and I looked up and I saw this rainbow. Wow. Just in the top of the windscreen. I'm like, because he's just had a new windscreen replaced. Anyway, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought I just saw a rainbow. And he said, yeah, you did. It was probably just the top of where the the windscreen is the top of the windscreen there 
um, because I saw one yesterday and I thought the same thing and I couldn't find the rainbow. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I said, I'm taking that. That counts. And he's gone, did you ask for rainbows today? And I said, yes, I did. And he's gone, <laughs> okay. So then we get down to like five minutes driving along and there is this mum and this little child walking along the path as we're coming into the car park and this little child has a rainbow umbrella. Oh, my God. And it was like a little child, like a little three-year-old. So it was down low and all I could see was the top of this umbrella, which was just rainbow. Wow. If you spun it around, it would be, you know, I, w- I would probably, if I had that rainbow, I'd probably sit there and roll it in my hands like, you know, like when you're warming your hands up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be doing Nailed that, it. watching the rainbow. So I thought, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. And then we went inside and we saw another rainbow and I just said to Matt, see, see, see. <laughs> Rainbow's he just shakes everywhere. his head at me. He's like, okay, she's, she's in this mood today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he goes, uh, so – this went on and on. So I saw, I ended up seeing five rainbows that day. Bloody the very hell, last that's one extreme. I saw. I know. We're about to, um, so we went out the back to do some stuff out there and Matt said, but you haven't seen five of them yet. And I turned around to look at him and no <laughs> kidding. I look at him and then I look just above him at the sky. There's another and there's one. this rainbow. And I said, turn around. <laughs> There's a rainbow there. You saw six. No, that was the fifth one. Oh, that was the fifth one, right. After he just finished telling me, we haven't seen five of them. Right, right, right. And I said to him, I said, yeah, I said, but turn around. And there's this rainbow behind him and he just shook his head. He was just looking at me going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm speechless. I'm not going to question you again. But it was funny because I had asked for five things and my thought was that I would see a rainbow I would see a reference to Western Australia I would see this I would see this I would see this but I didn't I saw five rainbows, rainbows. so isn't that's that unbelievable very interesting how so you didn't see the other things at all they didn't happen no yeah no, no not at all so um it, it's very but that's still amazing five rainbows is like next level I mean that's not normal no that's not normal Five what a great one. So it's was that a yes for you? Did beautiful. you take that as a yes? Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And then the, this, for the rest of this week, I've just been looking out for different signs and, and what have you. This morning, there's this um, thing that I've been contemplating, and I don't want to go too much into it now, but I've been contemplating making a decision about something. A couple of days ago, I um, had a chat to somebody who was just sort of checking up on me saying, how are you going, Becca? And I'm like, good. She said, you know, how's... How's, how's your practices going? I said, yeah, good. I said, I'm actually just waiting, waiting for something. I don't know what, but I'm just waiting. So then I came across this thing and it was later that day, I came across something and I thought, this is what I've been waiting for. I'm going to wow. think about this for a second. I'm pretty sure this is what I've been waiting for. I'm just waiting for the signs and what have you. So again, I have seen rainbows for the last few days which, I mean, it's been raining on and off here in Canberra, but seen rainbows. And But this morning in particular, I had one of the little blue wrens come down. Oh, they're my, my favourite. Oh, and hopping, hopping. Oh and I just looked at it and I thought, yeah, I, I have to go ahead with this thing. Fairy. This they're the thing. ones I call fairy wrens, yeah. The fairy wrens, yeah. yeah. So then just before we got on, Michelle, this is I just saw him then, just before I got on, I went outside with my cuppa and I was sitting out there and 
this little and these things are really skittish like they don't come near people no but this little one came and hopped past my feet that's not that doesn't happen that doesn't happen and I just went oh my gosh so I tried to get my camera to take a photo and as that's I went to go take it. the photo off it went but I was just did. like yep absolutely this is this is my next phase which is going to be exciting and I will talk about that in, in the next few episodes maybe oh my gosh I'm so excited P.S. look at yesterday's affirmation love opens every door that is so beautiful it's got the two swans two swans yeah and they're almost making yeah. a little love heart they their are heads facing each other that was yesterday I love that What's today um it's a beach so it doesn't actually have any animals in it <laughs> I choose to let go of old painful thoughts only think thoughts that make me happy. Oh, my goodness. Louise Hay, she's fantastic. So that's today. Um, well, great story, Beck. My God, five rainbows. Um, not that yeah. we're greedy, but holy white man, um, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> Very extreme. I love it. Love yeah, well, it. It's definitely, definitely a sign. Yeah. Five of them. You can't argue with that, that's for sure. Um, so what about you, only- Michelle? What's yeah. been happening with you? Oh, um, just Brizzy Kokoda. So we did um, the 30K Sunny Coast one in June and we just did the Brisbane Kokoda on uh, the weekend. So we record ahead of time, Beck and I, but yeah, just did that sort of on the weekend and that was really cool. Um, I wouldn't do it again. It wasn't super scenic or anything like that, um, which was, you know, a little bit disappointing because the uh, Sunshine Coast one was beautiful. It's out in the hinterland, um, Kenilworth sort of area. Um, and just really beautiful but the Brisbane one was sort of just in state forest and it was just um, fire trails and um, just not not pretty so I'm glad I did it you know we did the 30k we made it Um, we had another gentleman come in so we had a different team so Jason's boss joined us and um, we had a another guy that I found on the Kokoda page coming because all his team members uh, dropped out so he was potentially not going to be able to do it so we dragged him in and um, yeah it was really nice but um it was a little bit tricky I guess because he was quite a fast walker so I was sort of walking with him because I'm pretty quick as well but um Jason and his boss Jason was struggling with his knees my husband and um his boss uh twisted her ankle and she also had like blisters and a few things going on so um yeah they were a lot slower than us so we were sort of um I was keeping up with him because we're not supposed to separate and he wasn't really paying attention to kind of where they were so I wanted to keep up with him in case he you know went through a checkpoint because you can actually get disqualified if you go through without your team um so I had to keep sort of reminding him we need to stop and wait we need to stop and wait blah 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 so it was a little bit tricky the last time we had just the one person who was struggling so the three of us were all sort of walking together and then she was sort of behind us but at least we had someone else to talk to it kind of felt a bit like a team so it really is important I think for the next one because we'll do the 48 next year is really finding people who all walk at the same pace and this is I I kind of knew when I met Chris he was going to be a fast walker I kind of knew that um and Jason generally is pretty good but with all the downhill it really kills his knees so um we kind of need to find people who are really at the same pace you know it's really important because it didn't feel like a team it really just felt like pairs you know the two of us up the front the two of them down the back um and Jason didn't enjoy it as much either because he had to spend the whole day with his boss eight hours <laughs> of walking um or seven and, hours and 45 minutes to be precise and he didn't get paid for it no so, um, and I did stop and I, I sort of dropped back to talk to them. But as I said, I was worried about losing Chris, but I sort of dropped back to talk to them. And as soon as I dropped back, they were talking about work. And I just was like, I don't really, like, I can't engage. Like, I, I don't really know what they're talking about. So I, I couldn't really, 
Yeah, so I ended up just sort of walking ahead. So, um, you know, the team is really important. So I think we'll just negotiate, or well, not negotiate, but we'll sort of consider that really um, carefully, I think, for next year because we've always had the one person that's always just not really fitted or, you know, um, haven't been able to walk together. But anyway, um, that's what I was doing. So really, really great experience. But, yeah, probably wouldn't do it again. It wasn't super pretty. But the Sunny Coast one, amazing. So we'll do the 48 um, on the Sunny Coast um, and really challenging that one too. So anyway, we might jump into the show because um, it's going to be jam-packed. And, Becca, I just wanted to – oh, sorry, Beck's got a card. <laughs> Take sorry. it away, Beck. I just thought I'd wave them in front of you just so that we didn't forget them. Yeah, great. So two cards that I have got are from my Energy energy and Spirit Oracle from Sandra and Taylor, um, and they're beautiful, beautiful cards, absolutely gorgeous little cards. See that one, Michelle? Oh, yeah, look at them, a little birdcage. Love it. Little birdcage open and the butterfly and the dove um so anyway the first card two of them came out the first card that I got and I think this is really relevant to today is kinship so this is about family um, there yeah yep community your group your soul tribe and this is you know this is three people sort of um, sitting there together around a little small campfire and just enjoying it, roasting marshmallows. And it's got a picture of bubbles in the air and lots of pretty lights and um, kind of like fireflies, those sorts of things. So this is about community and your group. And this is um, the affirmation that comes with this card is that I recognize the energy and intentions I share with others. I'm open to connecting with the many kindred souls who bring pure purpose and joy to my life. And that's kind of what all our star seeds are about. Really is. It's all about your tribe, isn't it? Your spirit it family. Is. Yeah. It is. The other one came through, and this has got number 44, which has been coming up a lot for me. Ooh, I have seen it four. again. That's another one that I've seen quite a bit of this morning. And it's already, it's only like quarter past 10. Yeah. Um, divine presence. So this is the force of love and creation. And you know, it's it's connecting with the loving force, which is always within you, um, willing to answer your questions, heal your hurts and fulfill your dreams. So the affirmation with this card is that I am one with the loving presence of the divine. I align my life with pure light of abundant creation. Isn't that beautiful? So all about the endless blessings that illuminate us. So it's really about the um, giving gratitude, isn't it? Because you give gratitude and you get more of that stuff back. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a beautiful way to start the show. And so appropriate um, for what we're talking about today, Beck. Really good segue. Um, and beautiful cards too. I haven't seen those ones before and I haven't uh, got those ones. So uh, jumping into the show, as the show, um, we are talking about star seeds, and I wanted to start with the definition of star seeds because I think a lot of people, when they hear it, will sort of relate and they'll be able to kind of go, oh, okay, I get it, you know, it makes sense, um, especially if it is one of your children or something else that you're sort of thinking about um, or yourself, you know. Um, we used to talk a lot about, Beck, the Indigo Kids, and um, that was back in the day. And the indigos were a little bit off the um, off the charts, I guess you might say, um, a little bit different, didn't fit in, et cetera, et cetera, um, creative. Uh, and so crystal kids, you know, rainbow kids, like there's a bunch of different terms for little kids that are coming through. Um, one of the things on the little crystal box that I have, the deck of cards, is um, children of the light is another reference. 
And I would say that's the closest to what we're talking about in terms of the, um, you know, starseed children. So what I wanted to say, I guess, in terms of that definition is, and just have a think about this, starseeds are advanced spiritual beings. They come from other planets or realms. They possess spiritual and scientific knowledge that date back hundreds of thousands of years. Um, so while most star seeds are benevolent beings who seek to help all living beings, so we're talking about humanity um, through all the realms and universes, some star seeds actually try to control interplanetary resources um, so for the benefit of their home planets. So what we're talking about is really a humanitarian um, person who looks at the health and wellness of the planet um, and also humanity um, across the board and animals, you know, comes into that as well. So all living creatures um, in essence. So uh, most degree starseeds are traveling souls from other planets who incarnated on earth to inspire and heal humans. And so most light workers would fit into that, you would suggest. And they're also participating in planets evolution, which for me, when I hear that or read that, um, it means that new earth concept that we're all talking about. So just raising our vibration and uh, moving into that sort of more 5D um, sort of environment. I completely agree. I was just um, thinking, I just sort of paused for a second then because I was just sort of thinking about what you were saying with the starseeds being, you know, indigo children or rainbow children and and what have you. And it it got me thinking um, about, so so in my show notes here, I actually wanted to speak about starseeds today versus historical starseeds. Ah. And I feel that, and this is just me bringing my quirkiness into everything again, um, I feel that historically starseeds were being born to this earth to inspire and bring the information that we need just to get us ready. Um, but fast forwarding to today's, and, and that's where, you know, our rainbow, our indigos, all the, the different names and, and placing them in, in our human experience. Yeah. Um, but fast forwarding to today's time, I believe that all children are born starseeds. Oh. And that the older generations are, are now pulled or drawn to opening up and receiving more energetically and spiritually regarding their intuition and their practices. Um, I just feel like there's just been such a huge change in society around spirituality and religion. Definitely. Yep. And views around self-care practices and paying it forward. Um, so that's that's just sort of something that I felt like I really needed to to say there, although wow. it's, you know, it's my opinion, but that's that's how I feel at the moment. So, and there is so much more information out there at the moment. Um, I know that we've got you know like the the web and Google and all these different things that help us with that. Um, you know, social medias, there's just so much more coming out. But I, I'm actually, I've been, it's interesting, I have quite a connection with children. Um, and I'll be out in the shops, and this is this has been happening more and more often in the last year or so, where I'll be out in the shops and babies will just look at me and smile and giggle and laugh. <laughs> and there was one the other week who was actually upset crying wanted something sitting in the little trolley there crying and upset and sort of wanted something and as I walked past this baby sort of looked at me and I just looked and I didn't like you know I was just walking past and made eye eye contact and straight away just stopped looked at me and smiled and I thought to myself you know Mm. you're a special one you know Mm. you know Mm. everything right now yeah it was just amazing so and that's that's where that 
personal feeling that this is what I feel is is happening now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't um hadn't sort of thought of that, but yeah, I mean, certainly a lot of the kids that are coming through are, um, and I'm meeting a lot of, I guess, you know, six and up, uh, not meeting so many babies, but I do do healings on babies over distance. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, um, I see what comes through because sometimes when you've got a little one, um, you know, when Beck and I are doing readings, sometimes they'll indicate, oh, I'm a crystal or I'm a, you know, something um, child. And uh, that may come up in the reading as well. So I'm all ears because that's where we sort of learn because that spirit sort of giving us that information. It's not just um, popping out of nowhere. So um, I guess, you know, here all I wanted to say was, you know, some of these kids in terms of the star seeds. The ones that I see are, you know, really highly sensitive. And I kind of just group even uh, kids on the spectrum into that, you know, highly sensitive. So sensitive uh, tummies, a lot of the time, you know, these kids are actually coming out back and saying that they want to be vegan or vegetarian. And their parents are often quite surprised. Um, but the kids kind of know. They're like, no, I don't want meat. And obviously that doesn't work for every kid because um, I think it's a lot to do with your blood type. But a lot of the kids that are coming through that are highly sensitive that I would say, you know, you look like a star seed to me um you know they want to be vegetarian or vegan they don't want uh dairy a lot of them don't work with dairy well um in their bellies and uh bread and all that sort of stuff often doesn't go super well in their um you know tummies either so um you know i think that what beck said is um is great you know if that's uh you know the perspective that you have and um you know we're in good hands beck is all i want to say about that you know with all these kids that are coming through because um you know, a lot of our generations past um, didn't make the best decisions in terms of logging and, you know, all these things that we've done to sort of destroy destroy the planet. Um, there's been a lot of destruction and um, hopefully these little ones that are coming through um, have the answers and I, I think they do. Yeah, and just on that dietary example you gave, there are so many more cases today than when, like, we were growing up, Michelle, yeah, of definitely. Allergies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, intolerances to certain foods or medications and things like that. And I think it's also, um, you know, when the children do this, um, and and they say, you know, I don't want to eat meat. I just want to eat. You know, they they're intuitively raising their own vibrations. Correct. That's mm. it. Yeah, and they seem to realise that. Um, and the other thing, Beck, I guess, with that as well as the communication, um, which I didn't mention, but. Uh, a lot of the time, the nonverbal, you know, the kids that are coming through who are nonverbal. Um, I grew up with a stutter. A lot of kids um, who are star seeds will struggle to speak because they didn't have a mouth. You know, when you're energy, you don't have a mouth. You don't have to eat. You don't have to put food in your mouth. Um, a lot of parents, unfortunately, think their kids, um, you know, have something wrong with them, like they've got an eating disorder or something like that. Uh, and they actually don't. Um, it really is that they've come from a place. And look, sometimes it is an eating disorder. You know, I'm not saying that kids don't have eating disorders, but I'm saying a lot of these situations with the kids that I'm seeing, the parents are worried about them because they're not looking after themselves. They're not, you know, wanting to have a shower. They're not, you know, because the physical body is an addition. They're not used to having a physical body. They're more energy, like they just remember being energy. Um, and so, yeah, putting food in their mouth, that's why the sensitivity in the tummy, but also the speech because they're telepathic. So these kids just read your mind. And I have a lot of, you know, mentorship clients, as you know, and a lot of them are working with their kids, um, you know, in between, you know, seeing me and going home. And they're doing their telepathy with their children and the children are just 
reading their minds. They're like, um, you know, plucking numbers out of nowhere. Um, and it's quite incredible. So, you know, these guys are, are mind readers and that's where they say the most profound things. And you kind of think, wow, you know, where did that come from? Um, there's also keep in mind for parents in this situation, um, kids are sensitive to EMF, um, and especially these kids. And I've seen a lot of um, little babies being wheeled around in prams and they've got the iPad there or the phone there to distract them. And they're super sensitive to EMF. And we don't realize this because we didn't have these things growing up. And so parents just chuck them in and go, look, this is a great device. Here's your little, you know, phone or your iPad or whatever. And these kids are actually really sensitive to it. So it can really affect their uh, headspace. And certainly it does for me. So I have phones off, you know, whenever I can. Um, And certainly away from my desk. I don't read with any kind of devices around me. But yeah, just keep that in mind too, because I've been to a lot of homes where uh, parents have had the TV in the bedroom, um, the iPads in the bedroom, everything plugged in, the Game Boy, Game Station or whatever they are, PlayStation. Um, shows how much I know about games Um, but yeah we just they're very sensitive to all of that stuff Um, and it can be super addictive and that's the thing because a lot of these kids um, that are really sensitive and a lot of them are into gaming and they get into it and it is really addictive and then the parents can't get them off it and I'm sitting here going you know what Um, we need less gaming time or no gaming time and the parents are like there's no way that's going to happen because they're going to lose their mind so you want to think about these things before this happens and maybe we put protocols into place before, you know, because that's a really common uh, conversation that I have with mums and dads um, with gifted kids, you know, and kids that are on the spectrum. And it's a tricky one too because everything these days is that electronic world. Yeah. Like 100, 100%, it's that electronic world and it's sort of you have to find that that balance for them, Yeah, I feel, because what they do then tend to do is, um, you know, especially being super sensitive to it, is they go into the electronic world and they're sort of there and that becomes their reality. Correct. And then they stop um, using their intuition and the senses and, you know, like the clairs and things like that. That's it. They shut it down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think also, um, you know, for older generations, um, feeling unsatisfied and doing shadow work, um, which is something I spoke to you about, Michelle. I feel like we should do a, a, an episode on shadow Definitely. work and yep. explain exactly what that is and, and how it helps and what it can do for us. Um, but just without knowing people are doing this shadow work, a lot of people are doing shadow work and they don't actually realise that that's, that's what it is that they're doing. Um, so, and it's helping, you know, them to clear the more negative energies and to, um, you know, face the feelings of feeling unsatisfied and, and finding their purpose really. Yeah. Brilliant. It's, um, you know, we will definitely do a subject, a topic on that because that's been a big one. Um, and especially even for, you know, us going through that uh, 40 day Kundalini practice pick. Um, that brought up stuff, you know, for the group, for our teacher, for everyone, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's not to be feared. It's not for something, it's not something for us to run away from. I think it's um, the shadow work is uh, something to really, you know, charge into and um, it might sound ridiculous, but I think that that's what it's about. You know, the sooner we do it, it's like ripping the bandaid off, you know, the sooner we do it, um, the easier it is, I think. And then we can just move through that um, and come out the other side. But in my opinion, we'll be doing that for the rest of our lives. The older shadow work, uh, it doesn't go anywhere, unfortunately, unless we deal with it. Um, so I guess, you know, in terms of school teachers and things, like I've got a lot of teachers coming through um, seeing me and 
a lot of them are really, you know, young, um, young ladies who are sort of studying teaching and wanting to get into it. And they're really open to different options and, you know, sound bowls and, you know, crystals and, you know, wanting to get into cards and doing readings and things like that. And it's very different, I must say, from my teachers that I had at school, I can tell you that much. But it's wonderful, you know, it's wonderful to see more of these young ladies coming through and the oldies are sort of dropping out sometimes um, because the same thing's happening in nursing um, as well, the uh, medical industries. So, you know, taking those instruments to school, I have one uh, teacher who I work with um, regularly, um, a regular client of mine, and she actually, and it came up in the reading, I didn't know what they were, there was some sort of Indigenous, I think it's an Indigenous instrument of some sort, almost like a clapping stick or something. And so she went and bought all these things for her class to use. So she's not a music teacher or anything like that. She teaches primary, um, but she took these musical instruments to school and um, she's actually incorporated them into her class so the kids can kind of express through music, um, which I think is such an awesome idea. And so it's not just music lessons that you have to go into to do that. She's just um, putting it into her normal um, group, you know, her normal class, which is amazing. I um, it's, it's really good that they are doing those sorts of things. I know that my daughter's primary school, they do do mindfulness activities during the assemblies and um, they also do mindfulness activities in the class. So That's so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's something they will do when, you know, the kids are sort of getting a bit restless or, or whatever. There's a lot of energy at school. A lot of energies at schools. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just getting oh my to refocus gosh. a little bit. And it is. It's it's amazing the way that they do it. And the kids are, are great. They just, like, in assembly, um, they'll sit there, and I've, and I've witnessed this, where we've been sitting there in assembly, and they'll start doing a mindfulness activity and then all the parents are sort of sitting there and you can see them looking around at each other like, well, well what do we do? But you know mm. that <laughs> by the end of it, they're all sitting there doing it. Everyone's just sort of dropped into that zone. <laughs> How good is that? I love that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Because it's for all of us. Mindfulness isn't just for our kids and, you know, where the teachers are sort of fixing the kids. It's all about the whole family, isn't it? And that's yeah. what we really want here. And it's um, really being taken on board. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's changed so much. I just can't believe it. And it's definitely for the better. That's for sure. And I love seeing all these young people coming through, young teachers. So, Beck, I've actually shared a video and this is going to be in the show notes. And uh, Christina Lopez is the name of the lady in this video. And I just, this is one of the best videos I've ever uh, found, you know, in terms of star seeds and defining star seeds. And I actually give this, I send this to a lot of parents um, that come and see me with their kids because it just makes sense. And so she is an expert. Um, Christina is an expert. She's an American lady. And she just explains it in such a way that, yeah, it just is really clear. People get it. People read it. Um, you know, they watch the video and they're like, yep, my kid's definitely uh, definitely one of those, one of them, um, in a really positive sense. I know that sounds like a really one of those, but it is, you know, a really great thing to be and um, a gift. You know, it's definitely a gift. And I think a lot of parents, until they realize what this is and, you know, how to deal with a starseed child, um, they see it as a little bit of a, you know, a bit annoying, you know, um, and then we figure it out and they're like, wow, okay, um, these kids are telepathic, you know, they're sensitive. Um, so they shouldn't be eating um, chips and lollies in their bedroom, you know, playing video games all day. It's just, you know, it will be something that they'll probably enjoy because it's like Beck said, you know, um, not having to go out there and be around a lot of other people and a lot of energy, but um, not the best thing for them. So, you know, we just need to manage that, I think, a little bit better. But um, have a look at Christina. She's got some other videos and things um, up about that. And I think that you'll uh, you'll really relate if you are listening to this and if you do have a um, young person and, you know, grandchildren, if you uh, your kids have grown up, you know, have a look at your grandkids. You know, as Beck said, there's a lot of uh, new ones coming through. 
So, Beck, next time we have a chat, uh, we're going to be talking about the healing power of animals. And I know that you've got some things to say about this. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, hearing about this. And it's funny timing because I literally wasn't even thinking about you, um, which I, I generally do, but I wasn't thinking about you when I put this together because I was just like, you know, animals and I've been doing a lot of readings and stuff. And I was like, oh, that seems to be coming up a fair bit. And in particular, a reading I did yesterday, I was really thinking about when I put this together, um, this idea. And um, then we were talking and I was like, oh, it's very relevant. Um, so this is what we were talking about next time. So it's um, actually really, really cool. Really good. I just want to um, say to all the listeners out there too, that, you know, have a, have a look into um star seeds and yeah and, and like look it up there's yeah. so much information out there go with what feels right for you um obviously following your intuition because we're very we're very big on that aren't we michelle yes we Can't are imagine why no um no not at all but um you know so if you're seeking belonging or alignment or you know just trying to find out if you're the type of person that stands outside and just is mesmerized by the moon or likes to look at the stars and just wonder what's you know you just sort of get lost you sort of look up and you can see it and it's beautiful and and you know it's these are little things that you know would indicate that you have that that soul calling there um so and i just i just want to say too that we're kind of like traveling souls we, we have this temporary identity here and we're mm -hmm. here to find ourselves so certainly do the research or if you have any questions again contact us at living enlightened 33 at gmail absolutely and what beck says is correct i actually didn't mention that but when i was um a little person two or three i remember uh, looking out the window seeing the stars and someone was telling me i don't remember who it was but i imagine it was a galactic being of some sort but i remember someone saying to me you can't go back up there michelle you got to stay here and i lost it I checked the biggest tantrum of my life and mum and dad confirmed it because, um, you know, starseeds do have very early memories. Um, and this is something that I, that's why I put Christina Lopez's video in because you can follow her on YouTube, just subscribe to her channel. Um, she's done a bunch of videos on starseeds, which are really informative. Um, so not just the one that I've put in, there's others. But um, yeah, I mean, that was a, a real memory that stood out to me. Mum and dad said, yeah, about two and a half, you know, three, um, you just started losing it for no reason, just throwing these massive tantrums. Um, and it was because I remembered I couldn't go back up there and I had to stay in this heavy body. And I didn't want to. I wanted to go back up because it feels a lot nicer up there, you know, and that's the kids that remember that um, the stars are my home. So a lot of kids will point up there and go home, you know, and that's a definite sign uh, that we've got a little star seat on our hands. So, Beck, great episode today. Thank you so much. Lovely. And just sending lots of love, lots of big love and hugs out to everyone that's listening today. Yes. And uh, next time we'll talk about the healing power of animals. Have a great day.